I'm speeding, I'm speeding, trying to get closer to you. I'm, I'm speeding, I'm, I'm speeding, trying to get closer to you. I'm speeding, I'm speeding, trying to get closer to you. I'm speeding, I'm speeding, trying to get closer to you. We have a special guest with us, him again also known as Timothy Terrain. He is 13 years in the military. Thank you for your service, sir. Salute. Welcome. Most Alumni time. of St. John's, Grammy U member, co-founder of One Brick Record Label. Full Grammy member. Sorry, my fault. And manager to new signed artist Cash Giuliano. He just hit 30,000 on his first video release, Speedin'. So tell us more about this new journey. The new journey, or... Or this new chapter of the journey that's yes. been going on for Forever. many years, right? Um, everything starts from day one, the day you decided to do anything. So it's been a long journey, but it's an enjoyable one, right? You got ups, you got downs. Um, but apparently, if you keep going, there's a lot more ups than downs. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, it's um, talks to just overcoming a lot of the uh, downfalls that comes with, you know, pursuing this kind of work whether you want to be a manager in music or a manager in anything else, when you got to rely on somebody else's talent to get everybody where they need to be, um, that's going to definitely test your patience. Mm -hmm. So what has been, like, your biggest challenge managing? Um, the biggest challenge managing is, is aligning with the, um, the talent. Um, goals got to align. And if goals don't align, um, it's not going to be a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. um, once your goals align, if you pass that, then you got to get through... The ego, because um, mm -hmm. if you're a, if you're a, a good manager, um, you're able to increase um, notoriety for that artist, and so their head's gonna get a little bigger. Even though deep down inside you're like, all right, relax, it's only a thousand views on your YouTube video, like it's not a big deal. <laughs> they looking at you like, oh, you hating, like, right? <laughs> you talking about I made it get to a thousand views on your YouTube videos, like, <laughs> not a big deal. That's right. And, you know, I'm very uh, logical. I really don't get excited over much. Mm -hmm. I'll get excited over something that's like, yeah, closed it. But not over much. So music is uh, something I'm not going to get really super excited until I get what I want out of it, mm -hmm. which I've gotten much, but that's not what I want ultimately, right? Ultimately, I want a Grammy Award mm -hmm. for a project. So, of course, that's a big uh, a step for anybody. So I know I still have to keep going. But once I get there, I'll probably go through something else. <laughs> no doubt. So, like, what's been your biggest challenge this far? Um, I've managed probably a little over 10 artists, right? Okay. Over, over a period of time. Like, okay. really got into, involved with them. A lot of them don't have any money, right? So that's the number one challenge, finances. Yeah. Um, a lot of artists, new artists, don't have money. They come to management for money, and that's not our jobs, right? Um, it's very, people think it's easier if you just get a job in the industry, you could bring somebody out. That's like the farthest from the truth because once you get in, they don't want you bringing your own project. You're here to work on their projects. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you have to get noticed um, from a lot of different people and that's done through marketing. And so if you don't have the finances to do those things, you're kind of just running in place. Um, as I tell any artist, I'm like, go get a job at McDonald's part-time Stack up all your checks for six months, and you'll have the budget you need to uh, push um, music. Um, people that go to college have a little bit different hustle. They can use their financial aid. So it's like 
flip your seven to ten thousand that you get up front and put it into music marketing. Real simple. It's not that it's not that much science behind it. When you're talking about um, music marketing, are you talking like paid marketing, or are you talking about like just doing things on your own? Yeah, um, you gotta do a combination of both. You gotta do paid. It's gonna be a lot more paid, yeah. um, clearly, um, but it's also gonna be a lot of earned. I mean, yeah. that, that gets to your publicist, but or you could do it by yourself. It might be a show, paying for a show. Oh, I don't like paying for shows, right? A lot of people say that. But if you book that venue by yourself, how much would the venue have cost you? Three to four thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're paying two hundred dollars for a show where you're. You're just putting in your piece of the pie, right? Um, the only thing I would say to artists that pays for show, make sure you're able to keep the ticket sales. Mm. Um, or you get something of value back that you feel like is, like, worth it, right? Whether you get a, a, a video out of it, a recap video, those are huge. That's content, content that you would have to pay somebody $1,000 to get this man right here. Like, hey, come shoot my video. That's three dollars $400. Then he needs travel to get there. Then you wanna, mm. You're saving money, right? Um, but then a lot of artists don't understand business because all they want to do is be an artist. Yeah, so what advice would you give the new upcoming artist who wants to get signed? Like that process of the cut that they get when they get signed, that all of that money usually has to go to extra marketing to put their mm -hmm. brand out there, not realizing that it's not something you pocket. Oh, yeah. Um, so like we did Cash Deal, right, with Cinematic. That was a year and a half process, not to get the deal, but to get to know him first, right? You got to get to know the artist first. Mm -hmm. Once you get to know the artist, you got to know what pisses him off because it's going to piss somebody else off that has the bag. Of course. Right? Yeah. So you got to make sure that you don't bring him <laughs> in a situation that, oh, man, that might agitate him. So you got to bring him in the right situation. Over the last year and a half, um, you know, I, I've watched the label go a different direction in music from the pro era, you know, the Joey's and all that, to right now I'm Young and Ace and... You have um, Flip De Nero, and you have uh, like Flip. Jesus Honcho. Mm -hmm. You have those kind of artists over there, which is kind of more turned up, which mm -hmm. we're like, whoa, hold up, Cash kind of fits in that space. Of course, his energy, his energy. A exactly. A year and a half ago, I wasn't saying that. Mm -hmm. A year and a half ago, I'm looking at Republic, I'm looking at... Um, low-key, low-key spots. No, um, Republic, Republic yeah. Records, uh, oh, Young Money. That's right, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at uh, Epic so those are the things that's like, all right, let's see if we can push them towards that route because they had all the turn-up dudes. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to make sure you keep the artist focused and it has to make sense because everything's not going to make sense for the artist to do. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenge because they're not looking at it like it doesn't make sense. They're looking at it, you're telling me I'm not worth it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people, they don't, they don't care about the person who works at the label. They care about you. You mm -hmm. said that I'm not worth it. Of course. Right? Why, do, why do you still think that artists want to, like, signed to record labels you know because everybody wants to go to independent wave but at the end of the day i still see a lot of people like signing to record labels even though it's like this negative simulation about like you know record labels are bad and stuff like that great pr marketing by do-it-yourself websites mm -hmm. and it's messing everybody's heads up which is great because now it means easier deals for me yeah the, the fact is a lot of people feel like you can do it on their own mm -hmm. you can't you can't compete because you're trying to get into the same space with drake you don't have Drake's you know, marketing budget, right? Drake's marketing budget probably is seven figures. You're trying to do it yourself. I'm going to sign it myself. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sign with no label. You can do that. Do you have the capital to start? Sometimes that capital starts out with between, realistically, don't come in unless it's ten to 15000 Right. If you got less than that, you're kind of just, you're, you're six months from now, you're going to be like, it isn't working. I promise. Like, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Six months from now, it's not going to work. Because I've tried it. I'm not saying um, people that have done certain things like Juice World. What he did unique was he shot a video with Lyrical Lemonade. 
right? So you got to maximize the dollars that you spend. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to spend it with? So if you don't have the dollars, though, because guys like him who holds a camera, that's a trade, right? They should get paid. I, I always believe anybody that has a trade or a skill, not trying to rap or sing, should get compensated for that time. Right. Of course. And that's what's going on now, whereas a lot of people want to do it yourself because they think people are coming out of nowhere. And that's not the case. These people either have a very large bag behind them, mm-hmm. they're paying the right people when they got to pay them, or it's a major label. I hear, I hear the new wave is not even going to trying to get like signed to record labels. It's kind of like finding like a social media company that's going to boost like your marketing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then once you get that, then you get the eyes on you, and then these record labels start to come. So I think a lot of that comes from perception, you know, and, and a lot of people uh, believe in the perception is reality. Exactly. You know, a lot of people buy fake followers, and it's not necessarily yeah. gravitating towards the market of music, and it's really messing them up long term, you know, because they're not getting an organic following. So, That's a fact. You know, um, <laughs> just being organic is, in music is yeah, just... Yeah, but it's all, like you said, it's all for show, though, because yeah, it's kind of like, if you see somebody that got one million followers, you're talking about he a rapper, and it's just like... It doesn't, man, it doesn't add up. No. Yeah. Those, that, that, that right there, I see it all the time. Uh-huh. The do-it-yourself marketing plans and PR is PR, yeah. and people feel like it's working for them. It's not. I have artists with blue checks that still reach out to little old me. Mm-hmm. That should tell you something. Yeah. Like, yeah. you shouldn't right. be reaching out to me. I shouldn't be, like, you mm-hmm. got a blue check, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So... What's the disconnect between your 206,000 followers that they're not buying your music? It's probably it. Right. You're trying to figure out how to actually get popping because of music, not because of followers. Can you talk a little bit about, like, the streaming, like, online? Like, Spotify has this deal where basically independent artists can just upload straight to Spotify, and basically if people stream their music, they get paid off of that. Oh, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, it's something I've been arguing about. I don't know if you ever looked through my Twitter feeds or my articles on Medium. Um, I talk about how even that process is kind of it's kind of backwards for artists mm-hmm. themselves because they really don't know nothing else but upload their music. Right. It's like what happens next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you did was cut out the middleman. That's all they really did, which is nice. great, and I and I'm happy about it. But now you're gonna say, follow me on Spotify. You know what kind of work that is to yeah. promote my Spotify, and then you're saying. Yo, F iTunes. I don't want to do nothing on iTunes. Yeah. The Apple's like, dang, we really like this song. We're just going to call them next week. But since follow them on Spotify. Yeah. And that's what's starting to happen. So you should never cut out the chances of being on all possible media um, outlets because you're not going to have time to upload to over 115 uh, digital streaming sites that we know of in America, let alone the other countries in the world that act differently. Facts. Makes sense. So last question. Um, so in a saturated you know, world when it comes to music and being it being so easy for new artists to just become successful because of the numbers. Um, can you explain authenticity, how to just really be you? Um, be you. I can't explain how to be you. Like, No, the ones that's trying to extra hard aren't being them, right? Um, I find, like, one of my skill sets is taking somebody that doesn't know nothing about music mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, people know who they are. Like, mm. like that. I can do that. Um, and it's not a lot of people, but it's pretty much the most important people that you want to get to know. Yeah. Right? Which is great. At the same time, um, it's hard to tell an artist you got to be yourself because you don't really know who the artist is mm. until you get to know them. Right. Um, Cash, for Cash, I was able to get to know him for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you exactly who this artist is. I know what he likes to drink, what he likes to eat. I know when he's upset. I know when he's in a good mood. I know when to get him to do more records. I know what to do, but that takes time mm-hmm. um, to understand that. 
your closest friends, you you probably don't know that until time. Um, so you, yeah, you gotta kind of focus on uh, one thing, and that's just be you, just mm-hmm. be yourself. Easiest. I, I, I yeah, I hate um, fakeness. When you yeah. when I when I start seeing fakeness, like I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm big. I'm quick and cut it off. When you start growing to fake, and I see you changing from what I met you as, right. it's a wrap for you. It's mm-hmm. a wrap. I'm good. Because I'm going to still be the same person. People in the industry know how I act outside. People on the outside know how I act inside. People know who I am. That's crazy. It's crazy because Tim called me like a few months ago. We was talking about uh, somebody from Philly and just uh, in regards to like them being genuine and, you know, them being known in Philly. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know him, you know, and I know everybody in Philly. Um, but we're not about the name drop. But just being genuine and being yourself really helps, you know what I mean? And And obviously they're not at... Where, where where Tim is now, you know, so he would have brought them brought them on board, but you know, just being genuine helps, you know, that's definitely in this industry. Yeah, be yourself, and you don't be yourself. Like, I've been around like a lot of different. I had a lot of different mentors like coming up, even if it was just lunch and dinner. Um, whereas like one of my mentors introduced somebody else that was Jackie Reinhardt, right? Um, Jackie Reinhardt started the Face Records. Um, then she had to build Bad Boy for Puff. So there's like a lot of people behind Puffy. Night Puffy was like 1921 when you guys labeled deal. Um and she was working underneath Andre Harrell. Mm-hmm. And Andre had you know, helping with yeah. Bad Boy. Yeah. And so she helped her build Bad Boy. And then she became the VP of marketing of Universal Records. And now she does her own thing on the low. She's like 55, 60 years old. You won't really know. She might run into her in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these are the type of people I talk to and they showed me a lot, and I saw them turn up on people way worse than anybody ever seen me turn up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. People see me turn up. So when I yeah. when I give up that energy, it's not, oh, just him, just a, he's just an asshole or whatever, right? It's the fact that, nah, that's just who I am because it's what I learned. And I understand why they were getting so frustrated. I used to sit back and like, yo, why, why are you doing that? Are you tripping? They're like, I'm like yo, you kind of wild and like, you want me to all that? Four years, five years later? Yo, I'm, that's it. It's cut off. I'm not doing it. I get it. You know, my, one of my strongest mentors, when I really started marketing was with underwear, okay. right? I had an um, underwear line called Anaconda Underwear, and we had billboards all across Queens and Brooklyn and Harlem, and this who really started me. And one thing he said about music, he's like, I hate rappers. I never understood it. Every time I see a rapper, they try to give him a CD. I hate rappers. He'll say it right to your face. He hates rappers. I understand it. Nine years later... You in the same boat, yo. <laughs> Some like hate rappers, but it's not that you hate them. It's just that you hate the fact that a lot of them don't listen all the way through. What's that? With all the flavor in the world, shouldn't each bite be an experience? Ignite the senses, awaken the taste buds, and leave you wanting more? We think so. Qdoba, choose flavor.
are back once again, and we are also here with him again, joining us. So you got a social media, him again? Him again. Yes? Just at him. <laughs> at him again? At him underscore again underscore. All right. That's it, that's it. You guys, the rest of you have social media, right? I just deleted mine today, so, you know, I was Agent Baines. I'm still Agent Baines, but, you know, we uh, we in a different movement. All right. Usually while, like, most people delete their Instagrams is because they feel like it's toxic in their lives, and it, it takes away from what they're doing in their lives as a distraction. I, I could vouch for that. Yeah. That's probably the reason why I did it. Absolutely. So I feel like, depending on what you follow on social media, it could be toxic or it could be value. It could be knowledge. And if you're not using it as a valuable platform to brand yourself as a business, as a product, it would distract you and cause depression. So it's like, what are you following it for? What are you using it for? Yeah, I think at this point of the older you get, you kind of want to be on social media because you're trying to make money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to build a brand. I, that's what I hope people you know, want to do. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm on sports uh, IG where I focus on the NBA and stuff 24-7. And then my personal, like, IG, I'm hardly on there, really. Um, only time I'm on there is basically to post something about music or fashion. But I really don't even, like I said, I don't be on there a lot because I'm so focused on my sports IG because I'm trying to build that off and yeah. get that going. And basically, who am I following? I don't follow a lot of people on my sports IG because that's strictly for business. So right. I got, like, I don't know, 50 followers I follow. Mm. And then the rest is just, like, people following me because so, I want to keep my timeline as just, like, clear as possible. Yeah. Like, I follow people that's kind of, like, in the same niche as right. me, like, of course. in the sports industry. So I'll follow them or I'll follow, like, Gary V, somebody that's motivational yes. or um, a funny comedian like, you know, Will Smith, yeah. stuff like that. I don't follow, like, too many people or some of my close friends, like Agent Baines and stuff like that. Yeah, I follow a lot of inspirational people, um, young entrepreneurs, and people who's also, like, building themselves up. So, honestly, I would look at social media as a positive outlet for me. So, what do you think about the people who just are scrolling on a daily basis, just scrolling, wasting time? I would look at it as a way out. Um, it's a distraction from their lives. And then when they go on it, they're not realizing that it's making their life worse because now they're comparing themselves. And it's making them look at themselves like, damn, I'm not where I'm supposed to be at. They live in a life, but not realizing that social media is an illusion. It's, it's Most of it is not even real. Most definitely. What do you think, him, him again? again, when you was uh, overseas and, and um, were you on social media? Hell no. So, like, never. You know, when you came back never. over here. When I came home, Facebook was like, what's that? <laughs> you, know? I went, you know, I deployed twice. So, the first time I went, we had a... Uh, we had something called Black Planet. Black Planet? And so, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's nah, Black People. That's Black People. Okay. It was Black Planet. People <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, they know, yeah, know what it is. <laughs> and on Black Planet, like two weeks before I was coming home for leave, I was on there heavy because I came home and I was like, I know what I'm going. But Black Planet was like a dating site. Mm -hmm. I set my whole two weeks up while I was in Iraq. <laughs> and that's the only, the only time I was on computer. That's the only thing, like, when I was in Iraq, that's 0305. The second deployment, like, Facebook was new. It was like, oh, what's this? Facebook, like, I don't, like, I'm sorry. But um, I don't use social media while I'm deployed. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't care about computers and nothing like that. I didn't care about calling home. I probably called my mom maybe six times. Oh, that's crazy. Total from both deployments. Like, I didn't wow. care wow. to, like, wow. call anybody. Okay. Um, you was in the zone. Yeah, this yeah. is what I did for a living. I enjoyed Facts. it. Facts. You know, um, I didn't care to be attached. And so when I came home, 
Um, all this was like new, but it wasn't hard. I was like, oh, I gotta join this to do that, and I do this to what? That's yeah. how you gotta put a mixtape out now, really? <laughs> all right, <laughs> boom, started a website, you know? So yeah, so I'm all for it. Tell us about your website real quick. Well, if you if you do like, she's talking about like social media, right? Mine was all about hip hop artists. So if you was dope, you had to be dope mm-hmm. to get on my website. And I was getting crazy hits, but I didn't realize I was getting crazy hits because this is 2010. Yeah. Like it really, music websites was really just building up. Green hits just came out. Gen- Rap Genius just came out. Um, There's a couple other websites. The owners of Rap Genius, we was at a Gram when I was in Grammy U, which is when I was going to uh, IAR for or the engineering. Um, we all went to this thing with a. Uh, What's this dude's name? Oh, I forgot his name. Anyway, we went to this thing. Ebro was there. A bunch of other people were there. Gotcha. We all we all in the room. Green Hits is in the room. Gotcha. These are all, everybody in college. Rap Genius is over there. They got 30 million out the... Ch- I just stopped <laughs> with, the, with the um website. I was like, oh, I'm tired of uploading new music. Yeah. I had like 400 artists on there. Like, I just got tired of uploading new music. So I didn't go as hard as Rap Genius went and look at them. 30 That's million dollars. I was like, damn. That's crazy. Just stuck with it. <laughs> hey, so if you're not making money off of IG, then, uh, you know, it's time to delete it. Yeah, and find a balance. I don't know, I don't know about delete. Nah, you don't have to <laughs> you have control. Yeah, you just got you to know how to control your your own mindset, really. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if you following people for, are you following people for the right reason? You know, and my, my thing is, I'm only following somebody if I actually know you. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, in high school and stuff, everybody just want to have followers, as many followers as you can, mm-hmm. and don't even know these people. And it's just kind of like, the older you get... If you know, if you don't really know somebody, it's kind of like, why are you following? Yeah. Them? Yeah. So. And yeah. definitely Tell find the it. balance between being able to just put it away and be in the moment of your life. Yeah. That's okay. very important. Delete it. Control art. <laughs> oh no! It's Dwayne Wade's final season in the NBA. He's on his one last dance tour going on around the NBA. So basically, what he's doing, every game that he plays, he's giving like his jersey to the opposite team's best player and we know it was a big game last night with Dwayne Wade versus LeBron James and basically it was their last game they ever gonna play against each other so how do you guys feel about that did you watch the game or what the game was very emotional um I seen a little bit of the game uh I had class so I seen a little bit of it but I seen the highlights but um I just got mad respect for D-Wade mad respect for LeBron um I think LeBron uh, and D-Wade, their character showed on the court. And, and you know, you left L.A. With, with with a bang. You know what I mean? You didn't win, but you, you left with a lot of passion. Yeah, it was they the beat the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, we were talking about the Clippers. It was, a, um, it was a big game. It was a big moment. It was basically like seeing my childhood. Like, mm-hmm. Facts. Like, like leaving. Ending, yeah, no, you know, this is the start of it leaving. It's crazy, you know? and it's just like really... Growing wow. up, Dwayne Wade was my favorite player. Um, I watched him all Marquette. I'm a big Miami Heat fan because of Dwayne Wade. And it's kind of sad, actually, like you were saying, because it's just like our, all of our childhood like kind of heroes are retiring. Facts. Kobe Bryant, Facts. Dwayne Wade, and about four years, LeBron James. That's really going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what so. it felt like? It felt like, uh, y'all seen Toy Story? Yeah. When, when Toy Story <laughs> stopped making, like, Toy Story shows, Toy Story uh, movies. Yeah. It just, like, my childhood just, it, it just felt depleted, yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, that hurt. so many other shows that, that they don't even play. SpongeBob, they don't even play no more nah, like that. They, nah, that's, that's not true. in this <laughs> category. You can't compare D-Wade to SpongeBob. I mean, okay, whatever. But, um, I'm not really into sports, but I love the fact that 
they're proof that you can still be friends and also compete. Yeah, of course. That's amazing. Yeah, it's bigger than it's bigger than basketball. Of course. They're all about the brotherhood and it's just like the emotion you saw on mm-hmm. the court and off the court when the game was over with. It's nice to see that they have a actually like a very, very strong bond. You know, they yeah. came into the league in oh three together and they've been best friends ever since. That's been a great draft class, by the way. Oh three. Yeah. Probably the greatest one one of the greatest NBA draft class. Um Mellow. Mm-hmm. Chris Bosh, Chris yeah, yeah, all of them. So, um, like I said, it's very emotional, and I definitely got to see a Miami Heat game before he retired because that is my favorite player. Are you going to go in Miami? I want to go to Miami to see one. Oh yeah, it's a must. Got to so, do it for real. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Trust. I've never been to a basketball game, so. Oh yeah, we got to we got to switch that up. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Gonna have to we'll take it. you to the Garden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> American Airlines Arena, right? Yo, thank y'all for tuning in to 3 Degrees Podcast. It's your man, Ronnie B. It's your boy, My K. Smith, also known as A-Kiss. And this is your girl, Oceanel, back and better. She is a queen of a woman. And thank you for our special guest, him again. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Kidoba. Peace. We out.